Hey folks, Pam back from Down for Pods here with Scott. Um, so this week, another interesting topic. So last week we talked a little bit about how to find the perfect dog trainer for your family. And this week we're taking a little a step further and talking about the different um, training methods um, that comes along with dog training. Because Scott, there are tons of methods out there. It is yep. better than when you look at Google, you start to search, it can get pretty overwhelming. And yeah. so what I wanted to do is kind of go through a few of them um, so people can kind of have op opportunity to kind of listen to them and see what kind of methods work best for their family. Um, based on, you know, me going through them. So we can go ahead and get started. Um, so the most popular training style is positive reinforcement um, training method. And what that means is rewarding your dog for good behavior. Um, and so you want to use So with this style of training, um, it includes using using treats and praise for rewards and stuff like that. Um, so if your dog does something and does it sit, you can give them a treat or you can give them a reward or you even or you can even use um, play as a form of reward. But basically it's using all things as positive um, encouragement, just like us. You know, if we do something great at work, if we get a reward for it, we obviously would want to do more so of it just so yeah. we get more rewards. So dogs are no different. So um, the number one technique is generally positive reinforcement, praises, um, and rewards and association, um, building that emotional association I talked about before with dogs through that um, positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, the next one is science-based training. And that one, I would say, if you're going to... Um, that one gets kind of touchy just because science changes every day. Um, and it's based on research. So if you're looking up training styles based on a science-based method, just be wary that it could change fairly. So you want to be abreast of it. And usually that method, we kind of leave to the trainers that are certified just because it's, it's a lot less, it's more easier for them to understand. Yeah. Um, but doesn't mean that you can't go about it yourself or even do the research just to make sure that, hey, this is something... Um, what is it? That's um, not. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? That's not. It's not dangerous, but something that's um, um, he not healthy. But I'll find the word later. But for your yeah. dog, um, so basically that's um, the science space method of it all. And yeah. the type of training I do is positive reinforcement. Um, but again, they all kind of fall under a different umbrella. But when you're training, you kind of use a little bit of all of it. Um, to be honest, but. Um, just knowing the different techniques off top is beneficial. Um, there's also a model rival um, training um, method. And that um, training relies on that you're learning through observation. And I talk to my clients about this, this all the time that dogs learn by doing and seeing you do things. Um, so the dogs will mimic that behavior. So for instance, um, if a human's completing the task or um, scolding them for unwanted behavior, then they'll kind of learn to like hide and stuff like that. But again, if a human's rewarded them for good behavior, and you know, we're talking about the human there here, nothing else, like how they are yeah. acting around the dog, then a dog kind of plays off that. And so that's another way that you can kind of um, um, use um, training as a method, um, not training as a method. That's another uh, method that you can use for training using yourself um, to kind yeah. of build that association and training um, those commands as well. Um, the next one is relationship-based training. And so what that means is the same thing. Um, 
dogs and humans together, them learning from um, the relationship they have with you. So if you have a dog that's like really clingy and it likes being with you, that's what we call like a relationship-based training. The same thing, they're kind of following along with everything that you do and they're kind of learning from you. And also, if, when you want to learn how to read your dog's body language, that's always a big one, um, especially if you're trying to build a relationship with your dog. And I do discuss that with my clients. I kind of give them that. I, I think I did it in my first um, live, but the yeah. dog, doggy body language handout, I kind of go through that with them because I told people that's the easiest way you can kind of speak to your dog is understanding their body language. And I always tell folks, most of you guys know when your dog is speaking to you. Because they'll come up to you and sit. And without them even talking to you, you'll know like, oh, Fido wants to treat or Fido yeah. wants to do something. And then you can kind of give them what they need. But that's the same way them building a relationship um, and um, build a relationship with you just by reading through their body language. Yeah. Uh, another one, clicker training. It's pretty popular. And that goes along of the model of positive reinforcement. But clicker training is used more for precision. So a lot of times you'll see people uh, walking around with a little box. I should have bought one up here to show you guys. But essentially it's a little box that clicks really loud. And so it kind of keeps your dog's attention. So, you know, you ask them to sit. Instead of saying yes as a marker word, you would click the clicker. And that would be like the precision marker. So when the dog sits, as soon as they sit, you click. And then you give them the treat. Um, so that's a pretty popular training, too, um, if you're working um, with precision. It, it gives you the exact signal to the dog as when you want them to do something. Have you ever you, have you heard of clicker training? Some people have. Some people haven't. I have. I haven't tried it myself, but I, we ended up using, like, actually, we ended up using the word yes, like you had mentioned, instead of the clicker. Just uh, mm -hmm. I don't think we ever picked one up, so we just ended up using the word commands as the, mainly the markers for when they're doing uh, when he's doing something correct or when we want to sort of like associate something with yep. the treat and that sort of thing. But I've heard people have, you know, some people like it, some people don't. But uh, when the people do use it, they can have like really good success with it, too. It just depends on, as always, if you put in the work and that sort of thing, too. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. So I find, I find that clicker train is one of those things that either people know about it or they don't. But if you're ever interested in you working with a trainer, um, your trainer would know about the clicker training if you have the positive reinforcement trainer like myself. <laughs> yeah. But but most trainers will know about it either way. So you can ask them about it. Um, so moving on to the next model, the next model is the alpha dog or dominance model. And that relies on the dog's in, um, instinctual pack mentality. And so um, they create a relationship of um, submission and dominance. So what that means is that the pack kind of follows the hierarchy. So if you have, mo you, you only have one dog, right, Scott? Only one dog, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have a couple dogs though, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I have two dogs. Yep. And one's the alpha and one's um not so alpha. And so <laughs> you'll notice if you have multiple dogs in the household and say if you're feeding them food, you'll notice some dogs may fall back a little bit and right. other dogs may push forward to kind of get that food. And yeah. yeah, they could be hungry, but most of the time there's like a hierarchy that you just don't know about. And so you can kind of tell the pecking order based on who goes first to everything. And this is the same thing uh, which I talk to my clients about. Um, if they have, um, they're like, oh, I do, I have a puppy, but then my neighbor has a dog that's five years old. And I'm like, oh, that's great because the dog's more mature. Um, yeah. Even, you know, and then the ranks in hierarchy too. 
And so if the dog's more mature and they're hanging around that dog, they're going to learn through that dog, learn from that dog as well. That so but if the dog has bad behavior, the dog's going to learn bad behavior as well. So just make sure the same thing with your kids, folks. Your dogs are hanging out <laughs> with great people, great dogs. Um, right. They will pick up on bad behaviors as well. But that's how the alpha dog dominance works, just having them hang out with um, the dogs and kind of learning um, that way. Okay. Um, so... Bring it down to the last question. How do you choose the right dog trainer approach? Okay. So some of the things that you need to kind of look um, for, because of course I can tell you all these different styles, but you want to start with your dog first and your dog's um, needs and desires. For instance, um, if you have a dog, um, just like I talked about, let's backtrack here. Yeah. Um, I talked about um, in-home training, private training, group yeah. classes. So the same thing with the training styles, you want to think about your dog and how your dog is. Um, so for instance, if you have a German Shepherd that's really um, hyper or that's really um, driven and stuff like that, you might want to use clicker training for more precision, okay? Yeah. Or you might want to use more positive reinforcement because um, he, he's... Um, great with food like he's motivated by food and so that's a great reward so you want to kind of think about your dog or if you have a shy dog you don't want to use electric collar training as well um yeah. did i talk about that one i e think it was e-collar yes what oh, let's dive in yeah. let's touch on e-collar just for a second one. oh my gosh e-collar training sure. so e-collar training is basically electric collar that can either beep um it can buzz or it can shock and that one is great for dogs who go out of boundaries, like, you know, running off from the yard and stuff like that. You can yeah. use it to kind of keep them in boundaries. So um, that training, um, what I would say, people do do e-training, but you just want to think about the effects of any dog training and punishment. And yeah. the easiest way to put it, like I tell folks, if you have a dog and you're party training them and you're yelling at them and screaming at them, it doesn't teach them anything but to go hide. Um, the electric collar, there are trainers who use it. But like I said, if it works for your family, it works for your family. You just want to figure out what's best. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, based on your dog's needs and um, desires. Also, um, you want to think about your dog, your goals for your dog for training yeah. as well as it relates to um, um, the different training styles. Um, so if your goal, for instance, is to have like a service dog, and, you know, they need to be nice and gentle and things like that. Not saying all the other training styles cost you dogs to be aggressive or anything like that. But maybe you want to use positive reinforcement because you want them to be bonded next to the human. So human-based relationship bonding and a little bit of positive reinforcement uh, would be best um, just based on the goal for your dog, which it would be service dog, would be those type of training styles. Um, but just thinking about that ahead of time would be beneficial as well. And I guess and then, about like what challenge you're trying to take on type of thing. Like if it's puppy training or if they're separation anxiety, you're trying to train with that exactly. or what challenge and what result you're looking for and, and think about sort of how your dog is like behavior and their personality and, and just sort of think about like, you know, those things and the, the results and what challenges you're working with when you're thinking about what types of training to uh, seek out right so exactly exactly and then the last thing would be costs um okay. you want to take a look at your budget depending on the type of training you choose it could be costly of course group classes are a little bit cheaper than private lessons of course board and trains a little bit more expensive than um 
you know, private lessons or even group classes. So you want to think about your financial budget first and kind of put all these things like a little pot and, and sort them out before you actually move forward with any type of training. But hopefully um, going through these different training styles have helped folks through this um, little Facebook live here, um, yeah. chat about a, a few and they're able to choose, you know, a good method for their dog and their family. But again, positive reinforcements, usually the number one um, technique and then, um, relationship-based training. But again, if you work with a trainer, they kind of go through all of them um, yeah. in some form or another. It's just that usually they weigh heavy on whatever their training method is, which mine's is positive reinforcement, but I do use um, some of the other ones as well. So, yeah. No, that's so, good. And if yeah. people have more questions, they can put in the comments or yeah. uh, I'll we'll put a link below in the comments. So if people have dog training questions, they can join the free Facebook group or Down for Paws. Yeah, absolutely. They have questions about, you know, what kind of training types. And, and also, I definitely recommend if you're thinking about what type of training types, also go back and watch last week's live where we talked about how to choose the best trainer for you and sort of watch both. Yes. I think they, they pair really well together to sort of really figure out what course of action to take, whether you're dealing with a puppy or a more adult dog with challenges that you're trying to face again, whether it's separation, anxiety, reactivity, any other thing, or you just want to like, you know, get them mentally stimulated and that sort of thing. Yep. You can take a look at these just, two. Yep. Take a look back on the lives, YouTube and stuff like that. And if you just pretty much piggyback off each other so you could get a good glimpse of it all. But, you know, hopefully um, this live right here gave you guys plenty of stuff to think about. And if you guys want to reach me again at Down for Pods, Instagram, Facebook, in the comments, I'm here. And I will see you guys next week for another live topic. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys Bye. later. Bye.